Previously, on The Thief. You're not Nora. You've excellent perception skills, sir. Yeah. Okay, I take it. I couldn't deliver it. There's something up over there. Do I recognize the address? You do. This address is for the watch office of your handler, Osmond. The Thief is a Dungeons and Dragons actual play with just one player, CC Way, and a full cast of NPCs supported with soundscapes. The original world is grim and it is unlikely the Thief will survive. Created by Michael Schofield. I have a small window of time to potentially open this letter and then try to reseal it in some way. Symphony sort of passes this sealed letter in between her hands. She probably has her own little lamp to keep her company so she's not just sitting in total darkness and she tries to put the letter up against the lamp and can't make out anything real. I think she just decides to carefully maybe slide one of her tools underneath that seal to open it without trying to rip the paper. But she has to read what's in that letter. So deception with dex, life forgery kit proficiency. I got a 23 total. The envelope is yellowish in hue, and your tool has left a little fingernail mark underneath where the envelope flap would close, maybe only a few millimeters in length. But you could tell. This is not going to be a problem. I have a plan later. <laughs> she takes the letter out of the envelope. And then just to make sure that if someone does walk up upon her unnoticed, she takes three of the receipts out of the pull wick envelope and just puts it behind the letter in her hand as she reads it so that it's not the only thing she's holding. And she tucks the envelope itself away into her sleeves. There is no masthead. There is no additional furbelo or filigree adorning this. It is a plain letter. Beginning with the address E. Osmond, comma, Shire Reeve, comma, Einthrode. Weirwin Osgard has been missing for Weirwin ten Osgard has been missing days. for ten days as of this writing. Her brother is constantly at our door. I've instructed him in as many words as I am able that his interests are our interests. And the best thing for him to do is to shut up and wait. The merchants are better able to navigate these waters. I have even paid a month's salary to the Osgards to help keep them afloat. But I'm afraid Marley will go to the rat house in person. He is noisy, chittering, not long for this nest. The bird hawks are starting to take notice. And you told me if 
anyone notices our interest in her disappearance, the Ozgod's cause is lost. And Eleanor has already left and taken her maidservant. What would happen if word gets out? No lord already thought scandalous for marrying a lowborn girl would welcome a real scandal. Where are you? Where are we? I haven't heard from you. And then signed with the initials I M. I M. Do I know who Werewin is? Does that register with me as the person everyone's talking about as like someone close to Eleanor has disappeared? The person who absconded is Werewin Osgard. You're not exactly sure the relationship between Weirwin and Marley Osgard, who you had clocked prior as the person who is trying to gain an audience with Lady Merchant. The Osgards themselves are a similarly industrious family, but they aren't wealthy, right? They aren't loaded. They aren't the merchants. Okay. You can piece together a narrative that maybe isn't dissimilar from Eleanor's, where Eleanor has, through the advantages of her family, come to a position at court and now married into a title. Weewin Osgard follows a similar path. The merchants and the Osgards have a relationship. Weirwin's missing. And the fact that Weirwin's missing being broadcasted around is not aligned with Lady Merchant's and Osmond's desire. And I feel like I have known separately that one of her friends at court seems to have disappeared. And that was like a gossipy thing. Interesting letter. This is no longer a situation in which Osmond is on the sidelines, but really interested in this match, but rather perhaps something he has been dabbling in or investigating somehow. My next priority is to try and reseal this letter before I give it back to Lady Merchant. What she wants is to go looking for the same wax so that she can basically pour like a thin layer of it underneath the hardened wax onto the letter and then just like smush it in. She wants to go into Eleanor's room first and just check quickly what her writing instruments display looks like. The stairwell at the end of the row, at the top of which is Eleanor's room, creaks only once, and the night is yours. Eleanor's door is ajar. There's a writer's desk. You pull out one of the drawers and you find a seal, the letters E-M. 
the sound of that seal moving across the bottom of the drawer catches your attention. The drawer is not as deep as the others that include some of the writing instruments. I try to lift it up in some way. The sense of innocent subterfuge here is uh, (laughs) rife. There are two or three sheaves difficult to read. The ink is dark and it smears from an uncareful hand. Can I tell at all who these are written to and from? These are the same hand. One side of a conversation, each of them beginning with darling. The backs of the letters run all the way to the bottom right-hand corner. I would like to take her seal, her stick of wax, and all the letters. I will leave her ink pot. I will put the false bottom back in as it was originally. And I'm going to read these later on my own time and not right now. You find your way then across the hall to Lady Merchant's office. I take a moment just to listen and make sure that I don't hear anything at all. Give me a perception check. Yeah. Unnatural 20. There's nothing on the other side. Your sense of time nags at the back of your mind. It's probably 4.15 now. Okay. So I get to work trying to pick this lock. See how I do. Wonderful. I got a 22. You hear the lock give. Ease open the door. It stops. There's something in its way. Ooh. Okay. So the fact that it's soft and movable is interesting. Is this some sort of trap that Lady Merchant sets for anyone who might break into her office at night? And so I want to be extra careful, but it seems hard for me to know more about how to avoid this without taking a little bit of risk. This is challenging. So interesting though, how could she even set this up? Okay, I wanna check one more thing. I wanna pass my fingers over the handle on the other side to see if there's maybe something like attached to it. You come across no string, no device, only the other handle. Okay. I go all the way down, and I want to see, I want to very gingerly touch whatever this sack might be. Oh, that's weird. A rolled up rug right behind the door. 
I think what I need to do is keep pushing slowly to get my head in, which is pretty close to how wide it would need to be to get my whole body in. Here's what I want you to do. Give me another perception check and add your proficiency to this. I got an unnatural 20. I'm gonna roll something to contest. (laughs) So you know, I rolled a 19. (laughs) Beyond the room, if you could just get in, the curtains of the moon-facing windows are not drawn. Others would have missed this. You hear, with your unnatural 20, in my 19, a footstep. Ooh, this is dangerous. I know there's a carpet right next to me, and so my guess currently is that the footsteps are where the carpet would have been between me and the sitting area. That's my current guess. If that is what is happening, Symphony is going to keep pushing the door open very slowly into the room to see who is walking around. The curtains have been pulled aside. These are the windows that are behind Lady Merchant's desk. They cut this moonbeam across the floor, but you can't see deeply into the details. Facing away, a shadow where a shadow should not be. They are careful, slow. They take a step toward the desk over the hard wood and they make no noise. So I see a mysterious figure now go to this desk. You see a gloved hand reach out and touch the lockbox, touch the ledger, turn a page over, turn it back. They cross from the desk to the window. The figure looks up and looks down. And finally, from the window, they pass behind the desk. You can hear the lockbox being unlocked. I have maybe a story to spin. I immediately rap on the door, like, knock, 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 knock. Lady merchant, lady merchant. Oh. Oh my, is the door open? And then I open the door wide open. I just scream. The aura that I would like to present myself is one of a servant who has something to prove. 
So I grab a large romance novel and I cautiously walk closer while saying things loudly like, stop, you better, you better put that down right now. Give me a deception check. So I rolled a natural 20 for a 28. You take another step forward, betraying your intent to protect this patron. Convinced that you're not stopped, they take a trained step backward. Every step forward you take, this person takes another step backward toward the window. The house is coming alive. You hear doors creak open. You hear... She's this way. It's okay. It's okay. It's okay. It's calm. I don't know, but a lark wind's on their way. The only noise made in this room is you. Wow. It's shocking. Well, because this person isn't doing anything aggressive, and every time I step forward, they step back, I'm gonna keep stepping forward. And I want it to look hesitant, right? Like, continuing performance. I'm not stepping confidently forward. They reach out and swing the window open on its hinge. A quadrant of sky unblemished by the dripping glass. And you see there is a narrow, black-as-night rope dangling in front of the window. They're right next to the window. They've opened it. I see this rope. So I stop moving at this point. These are Lady Merchant's chambers. Be careful, sir. The door is open. The figure at the window gives a final look. Milady? Left hand on the rope, right hand on the open window, right leg on the sill. Hey, whomever's in there, give up now. They climb. We are armed. The rope behind them swing as their feet disappear. Lady Merchant? Are you hurt? Miss Mulberry? That is your name, right? I'm just going to pretend like I've been shot. Were you the one who screamed? Roderick, I think she's in shock. She's just the nightmaid. The window's open. That moment before you tear your eyes from the window? Yeah. Servant girl, was someone here? The rope that was dangling there? It gets pulled up. It's too dark to see anything. Just stay calm. I'm going to fire a candle. There. Lady Merchant! Nora? Lady Merchant! Oh my god. The bed, Roderick. In her overstuffed bed, 
cloth white sheets are bright, blooming red. Oh no. Lady Merchant. Is she dead? Just keep your eyes on me. Uh, when Nora comes in, I feel like I get permission to start to freak out. Find the Lord Quinn. And I run over to Lady's Merchant's desk. The performance I'm trying to put on is that I'm scared that she has lost something, and therefore I am checking everything. What I'm actually trying to do is steal her wax stick. The top of her desk looks largely undisturbed. The ledger is as it is. It's on some page. The lockbox is, of course, open, but there's quite a bit of coinage there. The drawers to your right are untouched, and, you know, as you pull them open, you find the top right a seal there and a stick of, like, blue wax. No one is paying attention. You sleeve this. Yeah. The drawers on the left are askew. The top drawers pulled all the way open. There are papers on the ground. The bottommost drawer had a lock on it, and it was wrenched open, splintered, chipped. That drawer is hanging, like, almost down, irreparable. Okay. I just leave it. I don't touch it. I would like to run over to Nora and do a medicine check. So I'll wait, you Yeah. <laughs> I'm not a good doctor, but uh, I got an 11. There is a spattering of blood along the wood floor next to her bed where she was struck just above her right brow. Stay here, Asta. She is bleeding. She is trembling. She is pale. She is on death's door. Get out of my way. Lady Merchant's eyes fluttering finds yours. Tell us what to do. She tries to form a word. And she says, thief. The Thief is an original adventure facilitated by me, Michael Schofield, and played by CeCe Way, whose actions steer the narrative. Hector was Jeremy Roman. Patricia Wires played both Lady Merchant and Nora. Anna Braithwaite as Her Lady's Maid. And Fletcher Nauman as the so-named Valet Number One and Guard Number One. The music you heard was Medieval Harp Number Two, by Blacksmith at the uh, beginning of the episode, and everything else was by Orchestralist. Two violins, dark ambient, slow minimalist emotional cello, and dark documentary piano. The Thief is made possible with the support of patrons we call the Feared, our Thanes Trey Brundrett and Andy McClellan, and our spear throwers Rebecca Monson, Mike Atchley, and Patrick Myers. As always, I appreciate your kind reviews and your word of mouth. This is the last episode of the year, but the feared musters still during this intermission. And if you join us for free at patreon.com slash the thief, I'll be continuing the, for now, exclusive stories of the friar and beer and harrow. I'll see you again after the snows.